0: Marketplace, my honor and my privilege to share the word of the Lord with you this morning. Let's go ahead, share this video with your family and your friends. Let's get our virtual house churches going. Um, before I begin, let me remind you that on Sunday, August the 16th, we will be having a drive-up service right at Marketplace. We'll be across the street from the church. We are looking forward to seeing you guys Sunday, August the 16th. We will be having a drive-up service at the church. If you are unable to come, no problem. We will still be streaming our worship services for you. So again, the experience for those of you who are comfortable with staying at home, we will still have the word and worship streaming uh, for you. In addition to that, for those of you who are looking to be able to look to your neighbor and uh, see them and and, and worship with the community of the saints, we're going to be doing a drive up service. We will begin right there, 10, 15 a.m right at the church. I look forward to seeing you on the 16th. Let's get started today as we deal with the word of the Lord and talk about the the responsibility that we have of speaking the word with authority and not our word, but speaking the word of Jesus with authority into the earth. If we're really honest, and I keep coming back to these points because I think that they are important But if we are honest, many of us right now are dealing with a number of stressors, stressors, S-T-R-E-S-S, stress, stressors. And so when we are stressed, we still need to know that there is power in the word of the Lord. As I begin today, If you feel like you are stressed, if you have some circumstances and situations that are causing, that are uh, triggering stress in your life, we have to believe that the word of the Lord can fix it. If you know somebody is stressed, this this is the moment, this is the time where, go ahead, share this word with them because I want to show you how the word can fix it. You see, when we are stressed, it is possible, listen to me, to know what to do and still be struggling to do it. I'll say it again. It's possible when we are stressed to know what to do. I know what to do. I know how I'm supposed to act. I know how I'm supposed to behave, but I'm still struggling with doing it. When we are stressed, it is possible to have sincere desire. But in the midst of my sincere desire, I can also have sincere frustration. Your desire to do the right thing can be absolutely legitimate and sincere. But our desire to to be frustrated is absolutely legitimate and sincere as well. When I am stressed, it is possible to be consumed by the circumstances And in the midst of being consumed by the circumstances, I lose sight of the power, the strength, the potency of the word. Again, when I'm stressed, it's possible to know what I should do, but struggle to do it. When I'm stressed, it is possible to have sincere desire, but also have sincere frustration. When I'm stressed, it is possible to be consumed by the circumstances so that I lose sight, complete sight of the word of the Lord and the potency of that word, and the power of that word. Each of these stressors, these triggers, if you will, they uh, bring about a response. If you study stress, stress often puts us into what they would call the fight or flight response, the fight or flight response. Some researchers have even added fight, flight, or freeze. So the stressor, the trigger comes, and either I fight, I run, or I freeze. I don't know what to do. Some of us are actually in the midst of doing all three. You're fighting about some things, you're running from some things, and you're freezing in the midst of others. Because when the stressor comes, there's a response. It's like a reflex. There's a a stress reflex. Walk with me. I'm going somewhere. There's a stress reflex that, that comes. And as believers, when the trigger of stress comes into our life, we should respond with the word of the Lord. We should respond with the character of Jesus. We should respond with the power of the Holy Spirit. But something happens when stress is prolonged because some may say, I did the first time. I did do the right thing the first three times. I did do right the first three months, the first six months. I did do right in the last job, but I'm tired of it. How long does it have to go? How am I supposed to respond when the stressors keep coming? How do I respond when the pain is compounded, when it's one thing after another what do i do when as soon as i'm getting past one bit of pain another bit of pain comes on top of it and as soon as i'm able to handle that bit of pain something else happens how do i respond when the levels it seems like i'm underwater i am drowning i want to do the right thing but i find myself doing the wrong thing i want to say the right thing but i find myself saying the wrong thing how do I respond when the stressors keep coming? The pain keeps coming. The hardship keeps coming. The heartbreak keeps coming. How do I respond? See, the reality is this prolonged stressors. When the stress is prolonged, when the stress accumulates, we begin to erode. In other words, the more you put on us, The deeper we go down, we erode, we, we, you know, that first time, that first time we are still saying, God, you got it. The second time, God, you got it. The 12th time, I don't know. The 15th time, I really don't know. The 30th time, I'm not sure at all. The 45th time, ah, just God, you're not going to do it. By the 70th time, God, you must not hear me. And some of us don't even get that far. Sometimes it's first time, God, you got it. Second time, God, you don't. Because our uh, ability to maintain or our our tolerance of stress can be low when the stressors have been accumulated in various ways. Y'all walk with me today. I'm going somewhere. You can. It is possible for you to accumulate stress in one area, and then when you're triggered in another area, this new area gets the. Full weight of the stress that you accumulated over here. I'll do it another way. It's possible to be mad at one thing and then take this anger out on that. Or I'm talking to somebody. It is possible for you to be triggered over here, but then lash out over there. And now everybody is feeling the weight of what you can't deal with. So stressors, as they are accumulated, as they are compounded and we erode, stress turns into distress. Distress. Stress turns into distress. Walk with me. What is distress, Bishop? Distress is an oppressive state. It's locational. It's an oppressive state of physical Mental, social, or economic adversity. See, stress is a trigger. It's a moment. It elicits a response. But once stress is compounded, once stress is accumulated, once I have eroded, I am now in distress. Distress is locational. It is a state of being. I see a stressor is an action, but distress is a character. It's an oppressive state, not just an oppressive state of my body, but it's an oppressive state of my body, my mind, my social construct, my economic construct. When I'm in distress, when I'm in distress, my body will begin to demonstrate I'm in distress. You know, you can do ulcers. You can uh, accumulate all manner of health deficiencies because I'm in distress. I can't think straight. I'm mentally in distress. Socially, my constructs are off. My circle changes. It shifts because I'm in distress. I'm in economic vulnerability and I'm in economic uh, pain all because I'm in distress. Is there anybody Willing to admit that your stressors have put you into a state of distress. That the compounding of the issue, the compounding of the pain, the compounding of the circumstances have eroded you to the point. They have accumulated to the point where you find yourself in the state of distress. I'm not saying you are not saved. I'm not saying you don't love God, but I'm trying to paint this picture that some of us get to a spot where literally stress has invaded our space. It has invaded our bodies. It has invaded our minds. It has invaded our social construct. It has invaded our resources and our entire state is distressed. What does that have to do with the word of the Lord? Uh, Bishop, well, Paul finds himself, I'm going somewhere. Paul finds himself in this place. When Paul was writing in uh, Romans chapter seven, uh, I'll read a couple of verses. In verse 18, he says, watch this. For I know that nothing good dwells in me. That is in my flesh for the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good Is not for the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. Again, for the good that I want, I do not do. Y'all see that? I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. Paul is sitting there and he was saying, listen, I know what I'm supposed to do, but for some reason I'm not doing it. I know what I'm supposed to say, but I find myself not saying it. I know the heart that I'm supposed to have, but I'm, I'm in this distress. Paul was finding himself in a state, a state of physical, mental, social, economic. He found himself in a state where the stressors, where the stressors had literally said, listen, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not. I know what I'm supposed to say, but I'm not. How many of you have been there? How many of you have been there? And it makes us look completely off to the world because when we get into our worship services and our church service, we shout, we run, we dance, we do all of the things that are connected to a state of holiness, but the reality is the distress state is our reality. The distress state is who we are. And so we try to come out of it by what we do when we're around the saints, But then when we get by ourselves, the the stressors keep compounding. What did Paul say about this? Because I'm putting this foundation so I can show you this word. In verse 24, wretched man that I am. Who, not what, who, not what, who will set me free from the body of this death? He names it. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind, I'm serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, the law of sin. So he's showing us, I got my mind wants to do one thing. My flesh wants to do another, but he, but he asked the question, who can deliver me? He didn't say what can deliver me? He said, who can deliver me? He didn't say what can deliver me? He said, Who? He knew I need someone to rescue me. And he names that person. His name is Jesus. You can try anything else. You can try bottle. You can try addiction. You can try all manner of things. But the truth is we need Jesus. We need to accept the death, burial, and resurrection. His work needs to be realized in our life. We need Jesus. We we need to accept that he came and he bled and he died and he got up just like he said he would. And he sent us the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. We need to accept Jesus, you can try anything else you want, but at the end, you're going to be empty until you accept Jesus. We need the power of Jesus. We need the boldness of Jesus. We need the clarity of Jesus. We need the resolve of Jesus. We need the love of Jesus. And so he says, who can get me out? Oh, I know who Paul says, I know who can do it. It's the one who knocked me down. On the road of Damascus. I know who can do it. It's the one who I know changed me from who I was to who I am right now. I know who can fix it. It is the one who was able to look beyond my faults and see my need. I know who can do it. It's the one who was able to to keep me and preserve me. Even while I was yet a sinner, he still died for me. I know who can do it. His name is Jesus, but what does that have to do with the word? What does that have to do with us? Because Bishop, I hear you, I hear what you're saying, but I'm in distress right now and Jesus has not come to me. I'm in distress right now and and we are far removed from this historical reference. What do I do now? Well, well, we know, watch this, that we can deploy Jesus to the battlefield of our situations with the proper declaration of the word. Let me give that to you again. I can deploy Jesus to the battlefield of my circumstance, to the battlefield of my situation with the proper declaration of the word. Third time, I can deploy Jesus. I can send Jesus out to the battlefield of my circumstance, of my situation. I can send Jesus to my marriage. I can send Jesus to my child. I can send Jesus to my job. I can send Jesus to my resources. How? With the proper declaration of the word. Teach us how to do that. Well, we know according to John that in the beginning, was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. We know also in that chapter, John 1, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Therefore, when I have the word of God, I have Jesus in written form. Jesus is the word of God. And when he comes, when Jesus comes on the scene, when Jesus comes into our circumstance, when you let Him in glory. Somebody just say, Let him in. When you let him in, things change. You got to You got to let him though. You have to let Jesus into the circumstance. You got to let him in. See, we let everything else in. We let our emotions in. We let our thoughts in. We let our words in, but I need somebody today to let Jesus in. How do I do it? You have to begin to rightly divide the word of truth and you have to begin to declare that word with all of the faith and all of the authority and all of the character of a believer. You have to began to speak That word with authority because when you do that, you are deploying Jesus to the battlefield of your circumstance. I know the battlefield may seem dark right now. I recognize the battlefield may have carnage all around it. I know the battlefield looks dangerous. I see that the battlefield can be scary. But when I deploy Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, to my circumstance, when I deploy Jesus, The one who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think when I deploy Jesus to my circumstance. As soon as he shows up, everything dark, everything bleak has to change. And I can't simply deploy him with my mind. I have to deploy him with my heart. Come on now. I have to have faith and do not doubt. You got to speak it. If I can deploy Jesus to the battlefield of my circumstance by declaring the word, things will change. So here it is. Here it is. I'm in distress, Bishop. I'm in distress. I'm in distress. Things are crazy all around me. I'm in distress Have you seen my bills? I'm in distress. Do you hear the conversations that are going on in my home? I'm in distress. I keep trying to do it right, but I'm not getting a return on the right that I'm trying to do. I'm in distress. Were you in my last meeting at my job? I'm in distress. Pink slips have gone out. I'm in distress. I got the check engine light, the oil light, the brake pads, everything wrong with my car. I'm in distress. Distress. I got everything going wrong with my body. I wake up hurting. I go through the day hurting. I go to sleep hurting. I'm in distress. The stressors of life have compounded. They have accumulated. They have eroded me. And I am now in a stress. And in a place of physical, mental, and social problems, and you're telling me that I need to speak the word? What is that going to do, Bishop? You're telling me that I need to believe that I got to quote some, some words out of a book? Oh, come on now. There is no way that's going to work, all right? All right, watch this. Listen to me, listen to me, and I'm going to show you the text that I've been trying to get us to. Distress is not an action. Listen to me. Distress is a condition. It's locational. When I am in distress, I have now come to the place where the stressors have built a mentality. When I'm in distress, distress is the location that my heart occupies when it is void of the hope of Jesus. Let me give you that part again. Distress is for the location that my heart, my mind, will, emotions, intellect and imagination occupies when it is void of the hope of Jesus. What does the song say? My hope is built, glory, on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. What does that song say? I dare not trust. What does it say? The sweetest frame, but wholly lean on what? Jesus' name. That word name would be his character. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground, stimulus check, vaccination, words of people is sinking Saying All other ground is sinking sand. This is why we can depend on Jesus because he has never failed. This is why we can depend on Jesus because he cannot lie. This is why we can depend on Jesus because in the midst of our circumstance, he can show him, Strong, this is why we depend on Jesus because He was in all points tempted yet without sin. This is why we can depend on Jesus because it might not look good, but He specializes in bad circumstances. So, if you're in distress, glory, you can deploy Jesus to the battlefield of your circumstance with the proper declaration. Of the word You can leave The location of distress With a word Prove it bishop here it is This is where I've been trying to take you Psalms 118 please You can leave The location Of distress With The word Jesus can do it Somebody just type in that Jesus can do it Come on. Somebody just type it. Jesus can do it. Psalms 118. Let me read in verse five. Psalms 118. Look at what the psalmist says from, watch this, my distress. (laughs) When I read it, it blessed me because I, I, I heard the Lord say he didn't wait. The psalmist didn't wait until the stress was over. The psalmist didn't wait until they had retreated. The psalmist didn't wait until they had reached perceived safety. That's not what the psalm says. It says right there in the middle of it, Lord, right there when I was in the midst of it, when the stressors had accumulated, when they were on me and I felt like I was drowning right there like Jonah from the fish's belly, right there from distress. I Called upon the Lord glory right there. I need somebody right in the middle of your distress to call upon the Lord. Call upon him while he may be found. Call upon the Lord. I promise you, I promise you he'll answer. He says from my distress from my physical, mental, social, and economic adversity right there. I didn't wait till it was over. I didn't wait till it was better. I didn't wait with tears in my eyes. I called upon the Lord. Come on now with tears in my eyes. I called upon the Lord. I didn't know what he was going to do, but I know him to be a God of victory. I know him to be a burden bearing, yoke destroying God. The psalmist says From my distress, I called upon the Lord. What happened when I called? It says, the Lord answered me. So right there in the location of distress, I sent a word out. Lord, I need you. And when I sent the word out, because the word can't return void without accomplishing what it is sent forth to do. An answer came to the word that I sent out. In the middle of distress, I sent a word out and the word came back. And watch what this is what happened the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. That word, large place, means a place of expanse, a healthy place, a place of safety, a place of security. Wait, I was in distress. But right there from distress, I deployed the word. I deployed the word right there where I was. I deployed the word. I said, Lord, I need you. I deployed a word. And then in response to the deployed declaration of my mouth, the Lord showed up in the battlefield of my circumstance. And he lifted me out of one circumstance and put me in another. Watch it. Watch it. From my distress, I called upon the Lord. The Lord answered me. And set me in a large place. See, the Lord does not have to make it stop. He can change where you are in the middle of it. Please understand. This is, see, let let me go back. Let me go back. Stress, distress is the location that your heart occupies. Distress is the location that your heart occupies. Distress is the location that your heart occupies when it is void of the hope of Jesus. Which means... I can be in the same house that distress was present, but my heart now occupies another place. My heart is now in the place of hope. My heart is now in the place of power. My heart is now in the place of joy. See, just a second ago, my heart was in the place of pain. My heart was in the place of turmoil. My heart was in the place of anger, but I sent a word out and the Lord took that same heart, my mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination, and it lifted that heart out of the place of pain and put that heart in the place of victory I'm in the same house but I got a new attitude come on now I got the same kid but I got a new attitude and I got the same job but my heart is different the same spouse but my heart is different everything around me might look the same but God lifted me out and I'm no longer in the same place with it that doesn't mean that I am callous it doesn't mean that I am cold it doesn't mean that I am just sitting there and don't care no 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 as a matter of fact I'm dead in more. As a matter of fact, I'm pressing in the more. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be even the more steadfast, even the more unmovable, even the more always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because now I done messed around and figured out that my labor is not in vain in the Lord. Is there anybody in this room that recognizes that you can make it with God? Come on now. If God be for you, who can be against you? Look at the psalmist from my distress. Some of you are trying to get out of distress before you get together, but I promise you right there from your distress, send a word out. From my distress, I called upon the Lord, 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 Lord. I called upon him. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. He goes on. If you will allow me to read it here. The Lord is for me. I speak that for you. The Lord is for you. Glory The Lord is for me. I I need somebody to receive that. Somebody write that down. The Lord is for me. You might not be, but the Lord is for me. It might not be, but the Lord is for me. I need somebody to post it. I need somebody to write it down in your own notes. The Lord is for me. For me, I will not fear. He goes on. What can man do to me? Oh, somebody needs to encourage yourself with this word today. The Lord is for me. You might be against me. It might be against me. All the odds might be stacked against me, but I refuse to allow the triggers of stress to put me in a state of distress. No, 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 no. I will lift up my heads, oh ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and allow the king of glory to come in. He says, the Lord is for me. I will not fear. What can man do to me? He goes on. The Lord is for me. Watch this. Among those who help me, I'm challenging somebody right now. Change your circle and change your perspective. Change your circle and change your perspective. Listen, you got to get around people who want to see you win. You got to get around people who want to see you excel. And I'm not talking about people who will applaud your sin. I'm not talking about people who will applaud your complacency. You got to get around some people who are going with God. Who are going with his word and going with his will because it says the Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I will look, watch this, with satisfaction on those who hate me. (laughs) You might can't stand my guts, but God is for me and it's okay. I don't have to defend myself. I don't have to always go back and forth. No, 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 because I'm not going to be a contributor to, to the stressors that I just got delivered from. I am not going to be a contributor to the stressors that this word just delivered me from. Third time, I will not be a contributor to the stressors that the word has delivered me from. Therefore, I will look with satisfaction on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. See, that's the problem that some of us have. It's not their fault that you put Your trust in someone who you were never supposed to trust in the first place. I don't get it. The Bible says put no confidence in the flesh. That's what the Bible says. See, I have to put my confidence in the God in you, not the flesh in you. I put my confidence in the spirit of God, which I see in you, not the flesh in you. So it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Please hear me. How do I get to this place? Where I'm not busy, all cold and callous and angry and mean, but I'm able to walk through life not in the state of distress, but in the state of joy. The joy of the Lord being my strength. Easy. From my distress. Call on the Lord. And then when he answers, do what he says. Don't allow the answer of the Lord to come back and then you give him a rebuttal that's based upon your flesh. Call. Receive. Receive. And then do what he says. That's the challenge today. You want to come out of that stress, that compounded weight, that compounded uh, issue, that compounded anger call when he responds. I need you to do what he says. I don't care if it makes sense. I don't care if you don't like it. Do what he says because he's trying to put you in a large place. Receive the word today. Receive it. I'm challenging you. If this word is challenging you, if you are receiving it, just write down, I receive it. Praying for you, praying for your strength to remain, I pray that your faith fails not. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace. This is my prayer.